0: Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final hour of the show on a Friday. So uh I have no idea where this could go. Wolf, now all of a sudden you look serious over there, like you're really, like it's a Monday morning. You're getting ready to do a full week's worth of shows.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. No, you know what? I'm ready to party right now. It's you a don't party sound Friday. S-
0: as serious? Now that I now that I hear you,
1: it's a party
0: Friday, is it not? Of uh, course. That's what I was told the second I walked in. Before you even said hi, you're like, it's a party Friday. Right here we go, man. So here we go. It's, it's party time. Party on the air. Uh, how about this? The Cardinals. In case everybody forgot has already they've already seen Christian McCaffrey once this season he was in that uh, that group of players where they would just go up against the team and they would for the most part shut down that opposing team's best player back when he was on Carolina in week four they beat the Panthers 26-16. I would say they shut down shut down Christian McCaffrey about as much as you can. They held him to 27 rushing yards on eight carries, but he still had 81 receiving yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So he can beat you two different ways.
1: Yeah, he can. And not only that, he's got a lot more weapons around him with the San yeah. Francisco 49ers right now than he had at Carolina, obviously. Debo Samuel, first and foremost. You have to point to him, George Kittle. <laughs> These guys, we're talking about some of the best of the best right here. Brandon Ayuk, I mean, here's another guy that has played... So well, I would say this is um, this is his breakout season in terms of actually getting the attention of some NFL analysts across the country. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I I would agree with that, and I think. I mean, obviously a lot can change between now and Week 18, Wolf, and who knows what's on the line for each team. But I, I really think when you look at the 49ers, not looking at the Cardinals side of things yet, but you just look at the team you're playing. You've got San Francisco on Monday, and you've got them the final week of the season. I think San Francisco is going to be a much, quote, easier team to beat now because if they're rolling by Week 18 and you've got a running back that can also be a great receiver, and you've got a receiver that can also be a great running back in Debo Samuel, Debo hasn't really done much lately. He was hurt a little bit. They they haven't...
1: Yeah, he's not having the kind of year no. that everyone anticipated. Last year, it was like every time you looked up,
0: he yes. was getting the ball in the end zone, and yep. this year he's kind of... Again, he was hurt for a little bit and he's, he's kind of been lost in the shuffle. I just think San Francisco later this season is going to be rolling. Doesn't mean you can't beat them then. I hope that Week 18 gets means a lot for the Cardinals, but I just think on, on Monday you have an opportunity to beat a very talented team, but on the offensive side of the football, I don't think they totally have figured out what they're capable
1: of yet. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. And I know that we talked to Tim Ryan, of course, the 49ers color analyst on the radio. We talked to him today, as a matter of fact, and he agreed with that. But for me, it comes down to Jimmy G, man. I'm sorry. All of it comes down to Jimmy G. I like that. I'll take that. No, it it just, look, um, this guy is a game manager. That's what he is, and I don't want to say that in a derogatory way. I don't, because you know what, game managing, he got him to a Super Bowl. I almost got him to a second Super Bowl. Game managing, yeah. that's what he did, and um, he's a good quarterback, but I think ultimately in the end, for whatever reason, it's Jimmy G that is the Achilles heel for the 49ers, and that's a weird thing to say.
0: No, but I think it's fair, and I mean they've said that basically with their actions in the offseason, right? True. You almost go to the Super Bowl, and they're like, "We got to get rid of the quarterback." So, you, are you not saying that you think it's the quarterback that's holding you back now? McCa- you were saying that immediately when you
1: used three number ones to move that's up. That's true. That to was draft even draft Trey uh, Lance. So, <laughs> I, where's the coffee? Because it's Trey Lance. It's a party
0: Friday. <laughs> so you said it when you when you traded all those picks to move up. You said it again when you drafted. Tra- Lance. You said it a third time when you told Jimmy G not to show up to the facilities in the yes, offseason right. and now you're hoping he can help guide you back to the, uh, the at least at least deep into the playoffs. Now Christian McCaffrey, the, the, the Cardinals have seen him frequently because they play Carolina every year for some reason and they've seen the 49ers frequently but they haven't seen them together. So here's Vance Joseph on that duo of Christian McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell in San Francisco's backfield.
2: It's the same
1: most of the time. You know Mitchell finished the game last week i think the last eight to ten carries it was mitchell when he's fresh he's a young guy so you know he's he, he's a tough out you know mccaffrey obviously in the pass game is a bigger threat but in the run game it's the same you know it's a it's a tough scheme to master with the jets and emotions and the shifts you know they're trying to ungap you before the balls even snapped, and most of the time they do it you know so the run game is it's difficult with both guys but
2: the pass game obviously with christian is a lot tougher
0: the thing is the Wolf we were talking about this earlier. You look and you say, Okay, well Sean McVay, he's owned the Cardinals until, you know, now the last two years the Cardinals have a win against him each year. But you know, okay, well then but Kyle Shanahan's he's really he's really owned Sean McVay. I've lost track of how long that streak is. It's I think eight straight wins for San Francisco over the Rams, mm-hmm. not counting the playoffs. And you're like, Well, okay, but Cliff Kingsbury's really done well against Kyle Shanahan. That's true. But maybe that's Vance Joseph doing well against Kyle Shanahan. And if that's the case I mean that's Vance Joseph. Maybe I should have taken him in Fulcrum Football if we had gone more than three rounds because he's got a lot on his plate on Monday. But Vance Joseph has been—he's had success against Christian McCaffrey and he's had success against the 49ers, and now it's a matter of putting it all together.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not disagreeing with what you said. Uh, I do know the 49ers. To me, when I watch them on tape, I don't think they run the ball as much north-south and as efficiently north-south as. what i'm accustomed to seeing them do they don't do it the way they used to do don't you think that's because they're working in their new toy i yes yes to to answer your question yes i think that's the case yet at the same time um they're not nearly as physical to me attacking the line of scrimmage in what they've been before in the past. And I think that really helps Jimmy G because of the play action that comes off of that. And, yeah, they're trying to work in Christian McCaffrey. I understand that. But it just doesn't seem to be offensively the same team. And I, I think more than anything else, the reason why they're 5-4 and four is because of Jimmy G in that offense.
0: Well, I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that being the way to attack them. Because I don't think you look at San Francisco and you say, okay, where's their weakness? Oh, it's their defense. It's not their defense. Their defense is really good. Okay, so then you look at the offense. This is why this is the sort of team that I buy into, Wolf, is if you've got your defense locked up and then it's just a matter of, hey, can the offense be decent to Mm -hmm. win games and this offense has the pieces, that's the sort of team that I buy into and I hope I'm wrong with the 49ers. But to your point, I don't think you look at the offense and say, okay, well, Debo, he's the weakness. No. Christian McCaffrey, no, he's not the weakness either. Brandon Ayuk, nah. Kyle Shanahan's pretty good with putting together. You just heard Vance Joseph describe how complicated their offense can look, but how it's all by design and it usually works for them. Their weakness is Jimmy G, 100%. That's why I took Isaiah Simmons in Fulcrum Football. <laughs> See, it all comes back to Fulcrum Football. Uh, do you know a high school student with great character deserving of a $10,000 scholarship? We want to hear about them and how they make an impact in our community. Just text character to 62620 and share their story. That's character to 62620. When we come back, there are names starting to surface as to who the Suns could be interested in adding this season. We're going to tell you who they are next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: When it's time to party, we will party hard.
0: beginning you said you wanted to party on a Friday uh yeah
1: notice how I even when I respond I I hit the post I set you up like a point guard that was beautiful right there all
0: right we um well he's trying to jump start us heading into the weekend. Here. I see, yeah. So.
1: I, I didn't know we needed jump starting. Uh, just, you know, it was like I producer. was tripping all over my words like that was a half hour ago. Yeah, I thought you were doing a read for half a half a tap. That's very confusing. <laughs> here we go. We're gonna play
2: this
0: ball. Friday, I love how you're like, I don't need that music, Aye. and then it just totally impacts
1: you. By the way, honestly, right now, this, this song makes me want to talk like a pirate, I baby. Right? this the segment to do it in. You know, if you ever find yourself out and about, maybe you're in a spot you shouldn't be in, and you know that, uh, you've just... Just start talking like a pirate, mumbling, <laughs> and they'll leave you alone wherever you may be. Seriously. If you ever feel like, you, you know, things are a little hot around <laughs> you, maybe you shouldn't be where you are right now. Um, just start, you know, it's talking like a pirate, man. Arr, a pirate. Arr, arr, arr. You know, and they'll just leave you alone, I think, is, for the most is part. This- arr, matey, you're a bilge rat a scurvy dog. Shiver me timbers. <laughs> you may verticals be killing me. Have you tried this in public? Uh, no, but I'm just saying, if you ever find yourself in a hotspot, just start mumbling, talking like a pirate. The last, the dread pirates run, be it no man's debt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it sounds so good. like anyway, advice Mike
1: Leach would give, and then you're well, it. <laughs> he would. There's no doubt. Leach would Coach Leach knows exactly what I'm
0: talking about. Mike Leach is driving around right now, I assume, streaming this, uh, this show wherever we gotta he we got to get
1: him on, too. He is a friend of the program. That's all right. Well, there you go. Uh, I want to play this clip
0: mainly just because you asked for it earlier, and we didn't get to play it. This is Monty Williams after Wednesday's game talking about campaign's performance. They have a 29-point night. Campion score the ball. Um, you know, he had seven assists to go with it. Um, but in, in
1: closing moments... He has to be better. You know, we don't need to have all that silliness at the end of games. You know, when you think about his game, he played so
3: well tonight, and then we got to finish it the right way. And with Chris out, those are the things that we're looking for from, from Cam. That's managing the game. And so, yeah, it's great tonight from a scoring perspective, but we also have to cap it off with finishing the right
2: way.
1: And there it is got caught in a teachable moment. There it is right there. And again, I think this is exactly what campaign needs. He needs to experience stuff like this and experience coaching moments like what Monty just revealed to us right there. He needs The experience. He needs to go through the process of that. Understanding. You 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 can't. You can't be out of control. You just can't do it. You've got to listen, I love the fact Campaign is one of these emotional players. Oh my goodness, give me a guy that plays with some guts. Give me a guy that plays with some heart, some soul. Give me that guy. You just gotta be on top of it though, too. You can't let it go, and I think campaign does from time to time, and that's what Monty's talking about.
0: Well, we already know the guys on this team listen to Monty Williams, but campaign in particular, if you really think about his story, if Monty Williams, after a game, I mean, I can't just imagine you're your campaign, 29 points, you're dancing into the locker room, and Monty Williams is like, come here, hold on, I don't like the way this game ended. You want to fill in for Chris Paul I need no silliness at the end of games. Yep, silliness. And if your campaign, you can't just walk away and roll your eyes. Okay, coach, can it lighten up a little bit? We just beat Golden State. You're probably not in the NBA if it's not for Monty Williams bringing you back. Now campaign has shown that he deserves to be in the nba sure. but he had bounced around and if not for ties to monty williams and monty williams seeing something in him he might not have ever even gotten the chance he got a couple of years ago with this team or if nothing else he would be on another team but maybe bouncing around yes. there's there's no way to deny that monty williams has played a huge role in campaign right now being the starting point guard on one of the better teams in the nba yes so he's got to listen when yes. Monty's like no nonsense here
1: you know, and I think this is all part of it right now for campaign. I, I do. Listen, if you were James Jones, Basin Onions, would you want some type of resolution? Would you, would you want some type of decision to be declared for you before the trade deadline, February 9th? Would you want that? Yes. You, you, want, you, you want all the questions you may have about your own team to turn into exclamation points. That's what you want to see. You want resolution. You, you want that definitive picture to come together. Um. That's what they're doing with campaign right now, as far as I'm concerned. They want to give him every opportunity to go out there and show James Jones and show Monty Williams they got the right guy. They don't need to look for anybody else to back up Chris Paul.
0: Well, you said it earlier. It's it's basically an audition. You said it. I don't know if that was today. It was at some point when you weren't talking like a pirate that the campaign is based on ah. an auditioning. <laughs> and in some ways, maybe DA is, too. But for campaign, you got to get that question answered because... It, it opens so many doors if he's going to be your guy behind Chris Paul. First of all, you don't have to worry about that position necessarily in the future. That's, that's a minor detail right now, sure. but it's still important. And it impacts and influences how you make trades. Uh, you, you know how much you have to rely on Chris Paul, yeah. and you know do you need a piece behind campaign? Yes. Again, we saw firsthand in the playoffs last year, they didn't trust where campaign was in the playoffs, and they ran Chris Paul out there at like 20%, it felt like.
1: Based on what they did to campaign in the postseason last year. Um, Was that a statement to you? Was that a statement? Yeah, I don't think it was yeah. intentional,
0: but I, it was a, it was loud and clear because it wasn't intentional. It was we what, do you, can't, what do you mean by that? It was like we can't go away from Chris Paul because we don't trust what we have behind him, and Chris Paul looks like a
1: fraction of himself. That seemed pretty intentional to me, Luke. <laughs> when they said that, I mean, it seemed pretty intentional. When suddenly campaign was disappearing yeah playing in games um that seemed pretty intentional and this is one of the things that i love about this for campaign because i'm a campaign guy i love his emotion i love the the abandon in which he plays the game but as the point as a guy that um has got to be under control i understand why they want to see growth from campaign i do i get it um but that's what's going on. And you know what else, too? This is, this is a pressure situation for campaign. And what is the old saying about pressure? It produces diamonds, right? Or bursts pipes, thanks to Kelvin Beecham. I just learned that on our oh, podcast. Yeah, that's sake. right. Yeah. Or burst pipes. So you can produce diamonds or you can burst pipes. Yes. And you know what? They need resolution, man. They need direction on this. James Jones and Monty Williams, they need it. And this is an audition for a campaign right now. I want
0: to make sure I throw out some of these names because we did tease that we were going to throw some potential trade names out there. And there's a piece in The Athletic, courtesy of Sham Sharania, that uh, notes the Hawks and Bucks are still very interested in Jay Crowder. He mentions John Collins as a guy that Atlanta is shopping but not necessarily doing it urgently. And that the Suns are interested in it but not necessarily interested in the fact that he's only in year two of $125 million. Dollars uh, of, of a deal like that. He also brings up Harrison Barnes, Kyle Kuzma, and K.J. Martin as players the Suns have been at least linked to in NBA circles. And the part that is, I don't want to say concerning, Wolf, but at least gave me pause, was Shams reference the first rounders that the Suns have, that a lot of teams don't have. A lot of yeah. teams don't have those picks. Sure. Not, not contenders that are willing to trade them. But uh, he brought up the fact that with the ownership uncertainty just in the sense of like who's actually going to sign off on a big move, does that hold them up? Yeah. They've got some big decisions. They they've got a pay cam. They've got these picks they can trade. They need at least one more player, maybe even two. What are you doing with DA? I mean, and, and maybe you are just how how tied are your hands without having? I think it's extremely owner? tied, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Especially after reading that story today. I mean, that was. I think we were all kind of wondering it, but now as the season goes on, you you kind of get a sense of like James Jones is is walking a very fine line with a lot of big decisions to be made. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, when we come back, what's Paul Calvisi thinking about going to Mexico City with Wolf? We're going to ask him next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Souls. 51, 51, let's go! Let's go, here we go! Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All
1: right?
0: <laughs> Why
1: are you laughing over there, I'm just loving it right now, except, um, yeah, this. There are no words, right? Yeah, oh, no, I know, just- right, 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 right the funk soul, brother. <laughs> Check it out now. Thanks. The <laughs> funk soul, brother. <laughs> the music oh, now. Oh, soul, brother. Check <laughs> it out now. All right. This is so much better.
0: we got to get to our right guest because I feel like the here we are a Friday afternoon heading in a trip to Mexico now. tomorrow. So, <laughs> Paul brother. Calvisi joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Oh, and I don't know where this is going to go, so I'm just going to start with the, probably the last professional thing that will be said in the next 10 minutes. Polly, how are you? Is this the
3: music that was playing when Wolf took a header on his treadmill? because it kind of makes sense. I mean, that's kind of it's kind of a cause and effect. I could understand that. You know what? And, and really, it did Wolf some good because this is pretty soft. So it's time Wolf ratcheted it up, especially with a physical game on tap Monday night against the 49ers in Mexico City.
1: Paulie, face right off the treadmill. Right off it. <laughs> I mean, I kid you not, Paulie. You know, there are two people
3: who need to have their car keys taken these days. Yeah, uh, right. Jim Ursay is one. And and you're running a close second right now. I mean, honestly, between okay, the tooth blog. and the face plant. Um, I mean, Luke, are we buying some of these stories? Are you sure Wolf's not out in boot parades again? I mean, honestly, these are, these are the, the stories are getting a little more creative to maybe mask Wolf hanging out at the bars till 2 a.m. and getting into dust up Paul. in the Hanratty's parking lot again. Has anyone Stop checked it. the security cameras?
0: I mean, now that you mention it, the the treadmill story is is too intricate to be uh, yeah th- that has to be true. But the the tooth the missing tooth that just kind of came yeah. out of but, nowhere.
3: But Luke, remember, of... Wolf has a background in creative writing, so ah, there's you know that's the kind I of see. thing yeah. you got to look a little deeper. Yeah, uh, the Paul's of... call I team will get on that.
1: Yeah, well, thank yeah. you, Paul. We yeah. appreciate that. More ripping as the segment unfolds here. Paulie, um, talk to me about where you think the worm turns in this game with the 49ers on Monday night.
3: Well, remember we asked uh. Cliff Kingsbury about taking away their best player, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. the MO week to week. And he said, Well, how do you take away their best player when it's Trent Williams? Mm -hmm. How do you you take away their best player necessarily when it's Nick Bosa? Uh, You know, that's where it's going to be won first and foremost. The Niners are ultra physical. Rams, not so much. What you saw on that Rams offensive line was some weak sauce. And, you know, so the Cardinals are going to have to match it. Good news is there's no chance it's going to be BYOE, bring your own energy, because because it is going to be amped up in Mexico City. It's going to have a playoff atmosphere. The crowd will be raucous. As Will Hernandez was telling us yesterday, it'll be raucous just nonstop. It doesn't matter. It'll be like one of those World Cup soccer games with the Vuvuzelas. <laughs> There's just constant noise going on. It doesn't even matter if the ball's in play or not. I remember the 2005 one, the energy was playoff intensity. That's So that's good. Can the Cardinals match that physicality? And if they're going to bust out, here's the other area, I think. The Cardinals secondary is playing a lot better than the Niners secondary. Now, there's a lot to like on that 49ers defense and I get it, but it's mostly wrapped around their front seven. Yeah. If you can somehow keep Colt or Kyler upright long enough to continue what we saw last week, the first vestiges of a downfield passing attack, guess what? That'll work against this 49ers secondary. That's not all that talented and it's injured. And now all of a sudden, if you have D Hop next to Hollywood Brown... Next to Rondale Moore what does that mean exactly? What does that look like? I asked that question to Hollywood Brown earlier in the week. His eyes lit up immediately. Mm-hmm. You know you know, curious, legitimately curious he is to find out what happens to his coverage when he's out there next to D-Hop. And so for the Cardinals' sake, they better hope that the Niners find out the hard way what that means trying to check all three of those receivers.
0: Talking to Paul Calvisi, Paulie, it has been an eventful week for the Cardinals. So I just want to kind of get like a vibe check from you. They get a nice win over the Rams. Now you've beat them two years in a row. The Eno stuff on Monday, or I guess late Sunday. I'm not going to ask you to speculate on what that was, but it is what's the energy around the team like? Is it is it weird because of how strange that was, or is there maybe some momentum here coming off beating Sean McVay? I don't
3: know about momentum. I, you know, I mean, we can all have the analytics argument that momentum doesn't exist and all that. I will say this though: I think the urgency is back. A team that got nothing for starting seven and 10 and two last year. I think eased their way to the beginning of this season to some degree. Now there's no choice. Guess what? Uh, every week it's like Survivor. You know, episode of Survivor. You you got to win not just not to be playoff eliminated because that's what happened to the Rams last week. So I, I do sense some more urgency. We also saw in hard knocks what I've seen a little bit on the sidelines. Some of the established guys asserting more leadership. A Colt McCoy, a J.J. Watt telling everyone, look, let's turn this thing around. A James Conner is back. You know, a team has to believe guys before they go into a game and I'm starting to see more belief in this team and what they have that maybe things are coming together when you play an NFL high 76 different players through 10 weeks of a season you're just trying to you know get get a little rhythm going and I think maybe finally they've,
1: they've found some of that We're talking to Paul, never been on the Pash Pod, Calvesi, here on the Wolf and Luke show. By design. Paulie, (laughs) Paulie, give me your gut feeling on this, man. Is Kyler Murray going to go? I've gone back and forth on this one.
3: Yeah. When when I saw him last Friday, I said he's not going. Because everyone did the little calisthenics, and then they got to the very end for the open portion the media is allowed to watch. And everyone did the little burst, the little 10-yard sprint, and Kyler walked away said he's not going. This week, he did do some of the running. He did do some of the sprints. It does look like he has some of that burst back and the willingness, the ability to open it up. But based on just some of the comments and reading between the lines, if you made me bet, I think it's Colt McCoy again. And they don't hesitate to go with Colt McCoy again, because what does Colt McCoy do? He wins division games on the road. That's what he does. It's like crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. It's Wedding Crashers. It's Colt McCoy. It's him going against this 49ers team. And guess what? What do they have in common? A very stout defensive front that could make your four backups along that offensive line with DJ Humphreys now officially out a a real liability. So who is best equipped to get it out quick and find the open man? Right now without question it's Cole McCoy so they don't hesitate to play him again and I think they're making... As many times as Cliff Kingsbury keeps repeatedly saying that Kyler's got to be able to protect himself and have that ability, I think that to some degree that's a tell that maybe he isn't quite there yet. But I've been dead wrong on these things before.
0: Well, but it's interesting you mentioned that and you mentioned D.J. Humphreys because we played a clip earlier of, of Cliff talking about Kelvin Beecham and, and he I don't know if he slipped up or if it was intentional mentioned that they don't want to run a play that gets cold, killed basically behind the <laughs> yep. scrimmage. Yep. And, and, and Pauly, with everything you just said, does the news that DJ Humphries is out do you think in any way impact their decision on Kyler? A little bit yeah I would say so I think that you know he he, look
3: he has to have confidence in the offensive line and if you're asking me what happened for example in the Rams playoff game I'm not sure Kyler trusted the offensive line. He certainly didn't trust the backup right guard, the third string right guard that was in place in that game. And as Aaron Donald made his presence known, I think it discombobulated Kyler to a certain degree that he kept half an eye on that right guard position and half an eye down the field. And so, yes, I, that would be my answer. I would say, when in doubt, don't. And I think maybe there's a little bit of that you know, with a Kyler Murray, who, who needs to trust that protection maybe even a little more than a Cole McCoy. It sounds absurd because Kyler has the escape ability, but Cole McCoy has the ability to read and react quicker just at 36 years of age and having seen everything and anything a defensive coordinator can throw at him.
1: We're talking to Paul not allowed to leave the hotel Calvisi here on the Wolf and Luke show. Is this just watch must, me. Is this a must win, Polly? You are eliminated from the playoffs if
2: you lose. Yeah. So I, I guess so re- so then, yes. re-
3: reverse engineer it. Yes, another division loss. You know, look, the NFL Network yesterday had their little breakdown of the NFC. I looked up over there and they had the division leaders and they had the wild cards and then they had in the hunt. Cardinals are in the hunt right now, but if you pull a Packers and you come out and lose yeah. and you fall to four and seven, you're no longer in the hunt. So I would answer yes. Yeah. And, and once again, I think it's I think it's resonated through the locker room. I think at the very least that urgency is there that we didn't see at times in September and October. Paul Calvisi, great stuff as
0: always, man. Thank you. Have fun in Mexico.
3: Wolf, just do everyone a favor and Uber at home, okay? I mean, these yeah. these things happen in threes. Oh. These things happen in threes. You're a danger on the roadways right Paul,
0: now. Paul, enjoy your IPA. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right, that's Paul Calvisi <laughs> joining I mean. us on the Arizona Sports. It's line. over, Paul. Oh, he's back, Paul. Stop it's stop like talking. he came back through the speakers. All right, <laughs> it's been a wild week, obviously. We're going to relive it all with our work week wrap-up. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's time for the work week wrap-up. I feel like we're already behind, so let's start with Monday. Monday. Monday, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury joined us, talked about the win over the Rams on Sunday. We asked him if they were in desperation mode.
2: I just knew when we had our opportunities to put it away, we needed to put it away. Um, I felt confident the way Cole was seeing it, where receivers were playing, the space they were creating. And so there were a couple times I felt really good about um, just getting it out of his hand, and he was going to go to the right place with it. Man, that's all they talked about all week, right?
1: Get it out. Get it out quick. get it out quickly. That's got to be the same approach you would imagine this week, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you've been doing it for five games and it would be
0: predictable. You've done it one game and it won you the game. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, now this was later in the week, him speaking about something that happened right after our show on Monday.
2: You know, Benjamin getting released. You know, we're just always going to do what's best for the organization. Um, Not going to get into a lot of details on it, but uh, it's just one of those cases. Weirdness. There's, There's no way weirdness
1: in regard to that. So I wish he knew well. I really do. I don't know anything about what happened. Um, I just know I love the kid. I wish him well. Uh, Cardinals also learned on Monday they're going to be dealing with
0: uh, with a major hole in their offensive lineup. No more Zach Ertz done for the rest of the season. Here's Cliff
2: again. Yeah, he'll be done for the season, unfortunately. Um, tough right there uh, to lose a guy like that does it right all the time, great leader, great player um, but I'm sure he'll come back better, better than ever that's a guy who's bought in from
0: day one since he got here, and Zach Kurtz really hasn't got to, he hasn't got to experience the high
1: points here with the Cardinals very much since he got here either. I know. Um, it seems to me as though this could be forcing though Max Williams to come off, to come off and play this weekend. That to
0: me is huge. Uh, that night, Chris Paul missing his third straight game. Dwayne Washington a big game, twenty one points off the bench. Suns lose. To the Heat, though, and at the same time, the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles' undefeated season. 32 21 on Monday Night Football. Here's Taylor Heineke.
2: The bounce back and go against an undefeated Philly team at home at their place. They're undefeated. You know, Monday Night Football, and for us to kind of battle like that and get a win like this is huge for us. going to have, you know, we have a lot of confidence here going on. Something about Taylor Heineke I like. It reminds me
1: a lot about. Brett Favre. Brett Favre was very similar to Taylor Heineke when he was young. He does he just it. Yes. Yeah.
0: And they tend to win more games when Heineke's the quarterback, but they keep going away from him. Uh, ASU talking about their uh, their search for their next football coach. Sean Iguano weighed in, basically described himself as what they should be looking for, and he'll get two more games to audition for it. We go to Tuesday. 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 Houston claimed Dino Benjamin. Here's Lovey Smith. When
2: players become available that we think can help us, and that's the case with Eno. I, um... I mean, go all the way back to high school, recruiting him then. So, you know, I think he started a few games for the Cardinals this year. Good football player, added to the mix. Yes, indeed.
1: Pretty matter of fact, and there, Lovey. Lovey Smith, too. So good to see him. Happy for Lovey Smith get the opportunity once again. Hopefully, he'll be able to turn it around there in
0: Houston. Jay Williams joined us as he does most Tuesdays, and he said uh, before we could even ask a question, "Hey, how about this?" I'm just saying, talked to a lot of people around the league.
2: Is there like a way to get LeBron James to the Suns for Devin Booker, CP3, and A? Wait a minute. There's a lot of draft picks that the Suns have. There's familiarity with James and LeBron. Um, you know, general manager.
0: Next. I mean, he's not wrong, but that trade can't happen until after the trade deadline, so it would have to be for next season, unless there's some weird LeBron rule none of us knows about. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wolf started by... Uh, treadmill one. Well, the treadmill one. That's that's how Wednesday started.
1: Face planted on the treadmill. Man, I, I got to tell you, my cheek hurts, too. It seemed to fire you up though on Wednesday. Well, it felt good. It was a wake-up <laughs> call right now. I think I was semi-concussed. Um, not a bad way to go if, in fact, you're sitting... As a former wedge buster, just face plan.
0: I think the key is that you caught the phone in midair as you face played, I did with the treadmill totally pushing you backwards. Didn't drop it either. It's burying the lead, if you don't bring that up. Uh, Cardinals talking about Hollywood Brown returning from IR. They designated
2: him to do so. Here's Cliff. There's a chance. You know, we just walked through today, so we want to see him out there tomorrow and see what he uh, he looks like. But he's definitely come a long way in a short time, and so I'm, I'm hoping we can get something out of them, but I, I don't know until I see him running around full speed with pads on tomorrow. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah. yeah, that'd be big, wouldn't it? Just getting anybody ready to go. Getting anybody that you are counting on to help you this year, getting them out there on the field, just such a bonus at this yeah, point. Getting anybody back would help. Uh, Zach Gallen
0: finished fifth in the Cy Young Award race. ASU beats VCU in the Legends Classic, moves on to play Michigan on Thursday. Sun a 130-119 to 119 win over the Warriors. In episode two of Hard Knocks, in-season featuring the Cardinals. Here's Colt McCoy. I don't want to go into this game if anybody has confusion on what they're supposed to do. If we don't know what to do, and if it's not detailed and dialed in, then we're not going to beat this team. If we know what to do, and if the spacing's right, and you do, what you, you do your job, we'll beat this team. That's the, that's the, we'll beat anybody. That's the bottom line.
1: Maybe my favorite... Piece, my favorite sound from Hard Knock so far. Other than maybe Buddha with his impassioned plea.
0: Minus the profanity, of course. Uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. This is still Wednesday talking about the Suns appearing close to finalizing a three team trade prior to their game against Golden State. Did not happen, though. On to Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, NFL says they're going to play at least four games in Germany up to 2025. D-backs make a trade for former Rookie of the Year Kyle Lewis from the Mariners, and DeAndre Hopkins doesn't practice. But he did practice today. The sound effects are making this, man. <laughs> That's all Maloney. I'm just pushing a button. Uh, how about ASU upsetting number 20, Michigan, by 25 points last night to win the Legends Classic Championship? Paul Goldschmidt winning his first career MVP, finally, this time in St. Louis. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers losing to Tennessee. Rodgers saying, the season's not over. That brings us to Friday. Friday. Friday, the. Um, the bad news for the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury saying DJ
2: Humphrey's not going. Yeah, he's uh, he won't play this week, it doesn't look like. And then we'll kind of evaluate it from there and see where it goes. Do we have the no cut
1: again that we could drop in there? No! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fell out of his chair on
2: that one. No! Cliff, though, says Kyler is progressing. Yeah, he's progressing. Um, come a long way. So we'll see. we got a few more days. I think playing on Monday night will help the extra day. Uh, so we'll see how it feels the next couple days. And Say it's Party that. Friday. Party, party, party,
0: party. party. party Friday. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Darren Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke Burns and Gambo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports league. Peace and subscribe. <laughs>